Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Always Online Multiplayer Gaming Podcast brought to you by MMOBomb.com, your home for all things multiplayer-related. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, and as always, it's time to talk about some multiplayer games and some news and some fun stuff and just have some fun talking about games. This is episode 463. We're doing the show live, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb. With chat ready to chime in on our topics as well, you're very welcome and encouraged to join us if you ever get the chance. Come and hang out with us live. If you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, listening on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever, click like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. You know how it is. Feed the algorithms. And if you like what we do, most importantly, tell a friend. It's easy, fast, and in fact, it's free. Joining me to go over some fun stuff today, it's Quinlan Bowers. What's up, Q? I was sitting here watching Troy's screen, and the minute you said friend, his dog turned around and looked at the camera. <laughs> and now his dog peaced out. It's like, I ain't your friend. <laughs> it was like, wait, what? Friend? They, they, they chose the moment you started the intro to start barking, so I had to immediately mute myself <laughs> and start snapping at dogs like, shut up. Why now? Also on the line, Troy, how are you, new friend? <laughs> now, now they're outside barking at, at nothing. Absolutely nothing, oh, by yeah. the way. I mean, I have a beagle, a Yorkie, and, and a uh, dash hound, and all three of them are like very... Oh, the grass is outside. How dare it? Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> you know? Oh, the sky is out there. Rah, 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 rah. Same thing. Same thing. So, Troy, uh, this is the first uh, Always Online podcast where you are now officially MMO Bomb staff. So you've been a, a, a an ad hoc contributor for a little while now. That's how I started back in the day, too, doing the first look here, cast there type stuff. But now you are officially uh, on the team as part of staff there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Your first cast. As official MMO bomb staff. Official. I am now getting paid for my BS. <laughs> that didn't sound threatening at all the way he said it. Well, hey, you you got paid ad hoc stuff. You yeah, he he, you know, you get paid on a video for you do a video and yeah, stuff. The, but the, now yeah, the you're shows salary, were always yeah. just because I like doing it. Yeah, though. the cast was like always for everybody, it's like a volunteer thing. Yeah. Um so anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are actually uh, we have applications open right now for another part-time contributor. Uh, and we've started interviewing some people, so this might be a little late uh, since we didn't have a show last week uh, with my travel schedule. But if you're interested, you can go to MMOBomb.com, check out the posting there. We are looking for one. Aspen is going to be leaving us at the end of the month. She tried to make it work with, you know, the new family, the new growing family, and just it's not schedule-wise. So she has to kind of reprioritize. Um, we won't see her on a cast uh, in the next week, but she's still posting. So go check out her articles. Give her some love in the comments. Obviously, Rose Hoppa on Twitter. Give her some love there too, as well, so that uh, she knows you love her. You know, knows you. She you have a lot of love. And we'll be continuing interviews, bringing on another contributor to replace her as well. So on that note, I think it's time to get started with some news. Uh, actually, the different time zone Timbo was actually really beneficial for for things because we could assign her things late night our time, and then she could do them whenever she wanted to. So it was, uh, you know, if I could find somebody else in Japan, that's actually kind of ideal. <laughs> it worked out great. <laughs> yeah, you funnel a, a few things late at night our time, like late breaking news, and uh, or maybe smaller things that you didn't get to through the day because there were other bigger things happening, and then they get up in the morning. 
do them anytime. And then first thing I log in, I've got three pieces or four pieces ready to go. So, yeah, actually, yeah, for the cast, the cast was a little rough. Yeah, it's like two or three in the morning her time. So, uh, okay, let's start off with <laughs> it's it's a big financials week, right? Like actually two weeks. We we didn't have the show last week, so we had Square Enix's financials. They're down, even in the MMO sector. They're down. Makes sense. You didn't have an expansion when you're comparing year over year here. And one of the big things that was kind of taken away from that was like no expansions this year. Well, it turns out, as you would expect, they were actually referencing fiscal year. I still don't think there's going to be a Final Fantasy XIV expansion late this year, like the typical schedule. I still feel like that's going to be in 2024 now, given the new development uh, timeline between patches and and things like that, uh, Q. I, I think that's on point, right? I don't expect a fourteen expansion in November, December this year, keeping with their every two years cadence. It's probably a next year thing, calendar-wise, even though they were referencing fiscal calendar. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, they they expanded the amount of time in between patches, and you know, part of that is to um, you know, like give their devs and stuff actually time to have lives. And sh- I know I know that's a terrible thing to do to gamers, right? <laughs> let your devs have lives, <laughs> but uh, to let their developers have lives, and you know, actually, you know, be uh, a little more relaxed and everything while doing their stuff. Um, they're also, I think, another big factor that people because there, there's a lot of, uh, of talk about it, right? Like, like at least you know, people that I talk to and stuff, they're like, what what are they doing? What are they doing when when 7.0 comes out? Uh, you know, what what things are they going to change? Are they finally going to add more stuff for Blue Mage? Are they going to make these big changes to weapons and all of that? But we already know they're doing a lot of stuff basically that's future proofing the game, right? Like wanting to do the graphics updates. Right stuff like that and that stuff takes a lot of work especially when you're undoing a whole bunch of spaghetti code from way back in the day like they're uh, right the uncoupling um fashion accessories from mounts because that was the same system yeah and they're slowly uncoupling those things and i think that stuff being in there as well like it, it seems like very small things, but it takes a lot of time and effort. And I think that that is part two of why why we will see 7.0, unlike some articles tell you. Um, we won't see it this year just because they've got all of that going. Yeah, and it's not like they brought on a bunch of new staff to do things like the graphical upgrade. Of course, maybe they hire a spot here or there to get some expertise in particular things. But, you know, it's the team as the team is not doing X because they're doing the graphical update, you know? And so, yeah, the, the only thing, and Takao kind of referenced this in chat, um, Troy, the only thing that I did say I was surprised by was that we hadn't already heard from Yoshi P, right? We, we hadn't already heard, uh, okay, look, it's obviously mathematically when you extend the timeline by two weeks on every patch, you you automatically get thrown off your every two year and expansion cadence. So that people probably said, okay, two years, maybe two years and two months now. But I actually think we're going to be a little further off than that. And FanFest, of course, I would imagine a lot more information on the future of 14 schedule coming out there. And by the way, North American FanFest uh, hopeful attendees, it's a lottery system, just like housing, 
because 14 <laughs> loves lottery. That that's, so that's exactly what I was thinking while I was writing it, but I just, I, I didn't have it in me to do the snark on that bit. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, so if you're a subscriber, uh, the news just broke this morning. We have the links on MMO bomb. If you need them, uh, of course, obviously the lodestone has them go opt in to try and be in that batch of, buy them whenever you get your code and you'll have a few days rather than try and wait for general sales. If you're not a subscriber to 14, you're going to have to wait for general sales and hope that there's even tickets to to dump into general sales. So do it now, do it now, do it now. But Troy, I was like, I am a little surprised that we haven't heard something that the first inkling of a, a new development schedule, even if you didn't already assume that there was going to be a little more than two years, came from the finance report and not Yoshi P, who's generally on top of those type of communication things. And he's, he's usually the one where the fans are like, oh, okay, yeah, it's fine, because Yoshi P said this is this is the way it is. Uh, everything's cool. Uh, maybe they're saving that for just in case some tremendous backlash comes back, then they could roll out the Yoshi P, and the fans will be like, okay, <laughs> yay, great. But I mean, he already kind of told us, though, right? Because he did tell us that there would be like the patches would be coming out at a different, slower cadence and we'll have the same amount of patches. Therefore, the next expansion will come out later. Yeah, like, no it's doubt. Just basic, simple math. Right, right. But I don't I'm not necessarily I don't even think that the two weeks per patch. So what? That's 10 weeks, two and a half months ish uh, extra. I don't think we're seeing an expansion in like February or March, which would be the two years plus two months that mathematically would. I think it's going to be like a summer thing. But anyway, let us know what you think below. We also had finances from Nexon. We had finances from NCSoft. They had pretty dicey <laughs> Q4s, to say the least. They do end up in, in, the, uh, in the making tons of money category for the year. But... Troy, it was interesting. I know I wrote one of them. You wrote one of them as far as those two companies go. And they both kind of in Q4 like docked some losses, generally like vaguely attributed to their cryptocurrency investments. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not that the cryptocurrency completely crashed or anything, but, but yeah, they, they took some losses from that kind of stuff. Uh, Guild Wars 2 on the NCSoft side of things. Doing, doing well. Doing well. Sales sales yeah. there looking good. Um, maybe it's not as good as NCSoft wants, but they keep going up. End of Dragons doing its thing. Congratulations on the uh, End of Dragons theme song, or the credits song being nominated for some awards there as well, and the official music video releasing. Blizzard Q, of course, released its financials. Guess what? They're doing fine. Guess what? Bobby Kotick's making a lot of money. P.S. in other Blizzard news this week, if the Microsoft deal falls through... Insiders expect Bobby Kotick will remain CEO of Activision Blizzard on the other side of a potential fall through of the Activision purchase by Microsoft. Uh, and oh, by the way, yeah, people lost a ton of bonus money and Blizzard's trying to force people back into offices, um, even positions that were hired as online <laughs> remote positions. And, but don't worry. Because your bonus queue of $1,000 got cut in half. It's $500 now. But it's okay. You're line level and you lost half your bonus, but I'm an executive. 
and I lost half of my bonus too, hon. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm hurting over here. My, oh my God, rich people are slightly my, less rich. Yeah, my ten million dollar bonus was cut to five million. <laughs> yeah. We both had a fifty percent cut. Aww. Seriously, that's coming from uh, what is GameDeveloper.com, who got a hold of some sources and uh, from a Mike Yabara meeting just yesterday or, or this week, earlier this week, where people are pissed. People are absolutely pissed, Troy, and they should be. They they absolutely should be. We're talking millions of dollars versus somebody who's, I mean, I'm not trying to judge, but like most of us living paycheck to paycheck, just making a living. They're not filthy freaking rich. Game development doesn't make you rich unless you're at the top of the heap. Uh, like most things uh, in our world, <laughs> you don't actually get rich unless you're at the top. But yeah, yeah, comparing millions of dollars and still making fives of millions of dollars versus uh, somebody who was looking forward to a thousand dollar bonus and living on that type of salary—that's a—that's a hell of a difference. That uh, the people who make the five million dollar bonus don't typically understand, and they don't—they don't typically get it, and they're out of touch, as you would expect. So here's my thing uh, to Cal in chat saying: I get the argument that my fifty percent is less than the suits. But what a, what the, what do they expect to happen? Cut the suit bonuses by ninety five percent to make it seem fair? No, there is no seem. If you if you get in to me, if you get into the game of how do we change compensation to make it seem fair, you're already in a bad spot to be thinking about compensation because you're not thinking about keeping compensation fair. You're thinking about making it seem fair. When if you're gonna cut bonuses, you start at the top where you can make the biggest splash with the least number of cuts. And if, with the least amount of damage, and with, uh, honestly. Exactly. Because with that the $500 dollars to a low-level employee is a month's worth of groceries. Yeah. I guarantee you that yeah. someone who lost $5 million out of their tin is not worried about where their groceries are coming from for the next two months. Right. And but I get I get the argument that it, it's a business they have to retain the top talent you know all that stuff that's always the argument that comes in when you start talking about CEO compensation we need to be able you're, you're going to cause a brain drain from our company if there's limitations on what we can do to compensate executives uh, okay fine let's set that silly argument aside for a minute though <laughs> but if you would have said hey we're going to cut the executive bonus program because our company didn't do as well as it has done previously. Our executives are in charge of running the company to make sure that we meet those objectives. They are the drivers of the direction of the company, the culture of the company, the behavior of the company. They don't get in there and code. That's not what I'm, I'm, I'm implying. But they do drive the results. And when the results are down... Your leadership should be the one taking the, the bonus cuts first. We've seen companies do this. We've seen Nintendo not only cut bonuses, but cut their executive salaries to not impact line level when they've underperformed. And in this case, if you're going to have all of your executives go, Troy, from $10 million to $5 million, you can make them go from $10 million to $4 million, and you're disappointed that you did, you're out $6 million, and then you, you don't have to cut anything below that. It's unnecessary. Saving $500 per headcount is nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Hell, one executive just saying, you know what? To avoid that, 
I don't need a bonus. They already have substantial salaries, and I'm not implying that, you know, as a business, they would make those types of decisions. But from a morally conscious standpoint, again, we've seen Nintendo do stuff like this where they say, you know what, I don't want to cut my line level. They're the ones making the money. We've missed the mark in our direction, in our marketing, in our products, and and stuff as leadership. I'm not going to take a bonus. If one executive would have done that, that covers everybody else is under them's bonus. And I don't expect everybody to do that, of course. That takes a very strong-willed and moral-type person, and those generally aren't what are in those positions to begin with. So maybe it's pie-in-the-sky thoughts in my head, I guess. I guess. Is it cool to keep the suit bonuses and cut the coders? If you want to, sure, it's your business. But then you're making the the thought or you're you're making the decision to say my money is more important than being able to deliver products on the timetable I originally set because I have less people and less talent working on them. I would be worried, Q, with Blizzard doing all of these things at the same time. Forcing people back into into offices, um, doing the bonus cuts, obviously still having the massive litigation stuff behind them as well going on and the buyout and everything. They've already seen people leaving Blizzard. Don't They've forget seen leadership Blizzard. leave because of a review process and forcing don't, stacked. Don't forget that Blizzard, it is, it is officially known because of California's laws where you have to share salaries and stuff. Don't forget that Blizzard pays the least out of all the game companies yeah. around them. Particularly when it comes to QA particularly when it comes to QA, which also, by the way, would explain why games and shit are buggy. Most of the time, <laughs> if you have issues with a game, it's not because the developers and the QA testers and those people are bad at their jobs. It's because they're not allowed to do their jobs properly or they're just not being, you know, treated right and given the space to do it the way they should. It's still a managerial issue and those are the people that should be losing their money but what they'll end up doing if they keep doing all of this stuff and i don't know maybe blizzard is happy doing that whatever they're they'll lose people to riot though like, yeah. the like eventually people are just going to be like okay well there are things about riot that sucks which there are but at least people are getting compensated more fairly over there and you know things are just a little bit better so fine yeah you just have this dichotomy uh troy where it's when you're bobby kotick you actually believe in your head that you are responsible for the company's success and that yeah, rolls you, down you to the other executives yeah. that just don't think about we might set the direction and the tone but we're not ultimately and we're not held responsible, <laughs> as we see with the bonuses, for the company's success and or failure. That's all on our line level. When you look at something like Blizzard, uh, just unto itself, there used to be there used to be a magic for working for Blizzard, right? Like that was everybody's goal was work for Blizzard. I, I think the luster has has worn off quite a bit from that, and they're I mean they're part of Activision, part of the lowest paying folks around and I, I think there are people who are nowadays that that's not their goal when they set out into game development oh i want to work for blizzard oh, it'll be so magical to work for blizzard I, I think a lot of that's gone yeah 
Game coverage is usually so pro worker that they ignore other aspects. There aren't other aspects here, I, and and it's I'm not even pro worker to the to that extent. Uh, you're a company. You got to make money. You're also a publicly traded company, so there's even more of an impetus to make money because you are publicly shared as far as who owns stocks. But you can't even for a minute look at, oh, we cut everybody's bonuses by fifty percent as being equitable across the board. No matter what your position, QA or executives at the top, 50% is wildly different across the board. And to, to look at that and say, yeah, well, that's fair. Everybody lost 50% of their bonuses. I just think that's kind of silly. That's, that's kind of silly to do so. I don't know. Again, maybe I'm a little more pie in the sky. Yeah, then there's Destiny too, by the way, with, with Bungie getting out of that umbrella. Lightfall in the season is looking good. I'm just saying. <laughs> Lightfall <laughs> and the next season is looking pretty good on that one. Look, I don't even uh, I don't even play Destiny 2 and I've been like eyeballing Lightfall pretty hard. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, this this actually looks <laughs> really cool. Uh now, Ubisoft. We already knew Ubisoft's financials were gonna be a mess. Like they held an emergency investors call before their investors call, which was yesterday. The actual investors call where they revealed the the full you know sheet was yesterday, um, but you know whatever four weeks ago they did that emergency investors call, so we knew they were going to be down. So I don't want to spend any time on that portion. They were down, um, <laughs> and they canceled a bunch of stuff. <laughs> My favorite part is one super intelligent investor <laughs> on the call had the audacity, gang, to ask the question. Hey, the early, not reviews, but the early coverage for Skull and Bones that I'm seeing isn't great. How is that game planning to be profitable given its extensive development cycle, all the money poured into it, and the press coverage without it even being out is not very interesting? And so he had the audacity to ask how the company was going to do this. And I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> chief financial officer, Fred, Frederick Duguay, du, Duguay. Yeah, I think that would be Duguay, D-U-G-U-E-T being French. So it's probably Duguay said, uh, we've been very happy with the play test that we've seen in early January. So we have a very strong, improved version to show to players that they haven't seen yet. So this is really what we are going to leverage next month to drive more momentum on the game. So this game <laughs> that was supposed to come out last year and supposed to come out in five other delays previous to that, that's totally ready to ship, but not ready to ship, so we're not going to ship it, there's an improved version, Troy, we haven't seen yet. <laughs> um, hashtag doubt. <laughs> like, there hasn't been enough time. We, we've seen enough of that game to where it looks like it's, it's, it's slow, boring, but complete or nearly complete. Uh, there hasn't been enough time for them to add anything substantial that's going to change up anybody's ideas of what that game is or what it can be. Uh, maybe if they just keep delaying it for a couple more years, maybe they could. But based on what we've seen so far, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe, I believe you've been told that, that while well, we've made the game better, but uh, 
the 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 thing I always come back to is somebody who's been hands on with it. One of the developers can honestly come out and said it's you know why does the open shooting deep as a puddle? <laughs> That's a really intelligent reference <laughs> to call skull of ship of Theseus at this point. <laughs> Magic Slicky saying, it looks like you lost a cannon. Want to replace it now for $10 or wait 10 hours? <laughs> Q, I read the just quote. Just put it on mobile and let's go on with our lives. I read the quote and it just sounded so much like, did you ever lie to your parents when you were a kid? And you were just like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't get it. I, 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 I have a retake that I'm, uh, I'm submitting next week that'll turn that D into a B. Like it's like you just don't know about it. You haven't seen it, and there's a new it's improved fine. version that we're gonna leverage. So expect sometime next month to see improved version footage of Skull and okay. Bones. So a couple of, one the the video that they put out where they were showing it like those videos didn't come out that long ago really mm -hmm. the, like the ones where they sharks and the coolest thing in those videos was like the guy sculpting the 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 thing that goes on the front of a ship <laughs> like like that that was the cool that was the, that was the fun part of the video improved version uh, the, the other thing is, is <laughs> when i when i was reading through this it just made me think of the day after <laughs> uh, oh the <laughs> like, day before you mean or the day before the, oh God, like yeah. like their their stuff with you know here we're putting out video to show you yeah, how we're much gonna the get game to them has changed between then and now. Like, <laughs> is this is this just the new thing? Yeah, we're going to get to them in a minute. Uh, Yves Guimau, CEO, also said when asked about E3 that if E3 happens, <laughs> that's a way to start. I'm sure. I'm sure the ESA was thrilled he worded it that way. Uh, if E3 happens, we will be there and we will have a lot of things to show. But I warn you, not as many as they had six months ago. <laughs> just <laughs> just bring out the guy to sculpt something else <laughs> unreal oh ubisoft all right now let's uh, let's move into some news that just kind of i don't know makes you want to slap your head because <laughs> there's a lot of that uh and we'll start with the league of legends code troy so we did talk about this on the cast before we uh, took last week's break where the League of Legends dev area source code and some teamfight tactics and some anti-cheat stuff like was hacked and stolen from Riot Games. But now you it's for sale. It is for sale. You can purchase it if you would like. Uh, if you've got around $700,000, it could be yours. All because Riot wouldn't pay that ransom. <laughs> Yeah, the they seem, they seem super worried about million. it, don't they? What's that? It's a, yeah, it's a long way from $10 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I did think it was interesting uh, to find out that it was not a use of malware or anything to do the hack. It was uh, an SMS text to, to a Riot employee. Yeah, they, they literally just uh, they sort of took advantage of uh, personnel to get their way into the system. Yeah, People those making mistakes. Social engineering and uh, those types of attacks, they're pretty damn effective. Pretty damn effective. And then Q, yeah, you did have the day before who... <laughs> God. So they got delisted from Steam. We talked about all of that. Now they've 
had videos taken down off of YouTube, including their recent gameplay reveal, because the person that holds the trademark for the day before is kind of fighting a copyright trademark battle across all platforms now. By the way, it's reported that it's a calendar app company. <laughs> because, of course, it is. <laughs> Which which probably means that it wasn't like they looked at this game specifically and, and was like, oh, well, I'm just th these dumbasses didn't get their trademark. So I'll just go ahead and do that. Like, it's a, like probably a legit thing. And now they're just really mad that this game is trying to steal their name. <laughs> it just gets better. So they, they needed to do something when they delayed the game over the trademark stuff and then said we were going to delay it anyway. This game was, by the way, supposed to come out in a couple of weeks here. Um, now it's November. So they did a gameplay reveal. It was less than uh, underwhelming. Like, if you can believe it, it was less than underwhelming. You can't watch that video now. So if you want details on that. Was that the one with the elevator music? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they were walking in, they were, they were walking by store-bought assets and they were walking into like, uh, like restaurants and little stores and stuff that looked, that reminded people very much like from stuff from the last of us and stuff like that. Yeah. So this week they tried to put out a new dev vlog. Uh, it's like six, six and a half minutes ish where they were showing like how far the game has come in the four years it's been in development from 2019 through 2022. Um, first off, no devs are shown in the video. <laughs> One community person hosting, which makes sense, but then there's nobody else, just the one community person hosting. Uh, and they do show some comparisons to 2019, 2020 versus what they have today. Troy, what do you think of the, the whole reveal here? Um... They tried to show how good the game is by talking about how good it was, how bad it was back in like early development stages where it was like all winter and you could bust through houses with your vehicles and stuff like that. And they didn't. And a bit they of a didn't more show us, stylized art. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was more stylized art form. Uh, they called it cartoonish. I, looking at the footage, I didn't really think it was cartoonish, but it was more stylized. It wasn't as as photorealistic as they're trying to go for now uh, in some of their footage. In some of their footage, not so photorealistic. Um, but but yeah, overall they were they were talking about the difference between you know where it is versus where it started, and that's not what people are looking for right now. We don't care where it started, but we're concerned about where it is now. The concern is the the lackluster gameplay that we saw from you. The you know it's out there, man. It's that's what everybody has been saying about it. It's lackluster. You know it didn't really show anything good. There were store bought assets in it. There were you know things that looked like they were inspired by is what I'll go with uh, other games. Uh, other settings and stuff like that inspired by other games. So I think what they needed to really do was talk about, you know, where they're going with the game and maybe had an opportunity to show more little tidbits of what their game is like. Uh, instead, they didn't really show us anything new at all. Um, I think there were a couple of shots that I didn't recognize, but other than that, they showed some of the, the repeats of the ultra high, like cinematic trailer, almost looking cuts. And I guess it's supposed to be in game engine, but it's obviously pre-rendered and in, and it's the shots that don't look anything like the gameplay that we actually saw when they actually did a gameplay reveal. 
And at this point, if their game was supposed to have been ready to launch within a couple of weeks and yeah, they delayed it to November, we should be able to get more from it. They should have all kinds of stuff to be able to show off if they were going to be ready to launch within two weeks. Yeah. And, and watching this, like showing the current day stuff, it, it was literally footage of the gameplay reveal that they showed for the most part. There were a couple new, like very short snippets of stuff that we maybe hadn't seen or if maybe I missed a a trailer at some point years back, but there was like almost nothing new when they were looking at the 2022 portion. It was snippets of the gameplay trailer, snippets of things we've already seen before. And when I assigned it to Troy, I just had to ask the basic question. If you feel like you have to put something out like this because you are getting this insane push on, is this even real from a lot of people? Uh, if you feel like you have to respond in this way, just stream the damn thing, right? Just, hey, we're going to sit and we're going to play the game for two hours. We do want to put a caveat on it that we are on an internal server. We've got five or six employees playing. Obviously, the real world will be far more populated than this. But since it's closed, we've got you know five or ten employees playing for today's stream. So you won't see as many people running about the city as we intend at launch. But other than that, let's play the game. Like, you were supposed to be ready to launch next month. I fail to see how you can't do something like that at this point. You would not wait for networking architecture to be the last thing that you build here that would prevent you from playing the game like that. See, I didn't watch the entire, like, the entire video. What I did uh, you didn't miss see anything. when I... When I was looking at the when I was looking at this right, the first thing they did before they they put out this video was they put out two screenshots on Twitter as before and after pictures, and you and so many people were just like, it, it it's like that that meme from the Office corporate wants you to find the difference between these two images. <laughs> these images are the same. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, I mean, other it was like okay, so it's. A zombie character, one is slightly more hunched over, one has gore in different places than the other one, and one is female and one is male. And this is the differences that I see between these two pieces of art. But one is a, this is our past bad art, this is our new good art. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, this is not a good sign it's if so they look bizarre. this close. And even the lighting, right? Because it was, the background was just that gradient shaded gray. Like, it was just like, oh, we moved the lights a little bit or something. Like, it was just, there was no real difference. <laughs> so... And they, they like, reference they reference prop night, by the way, in the, the trailer, too, because that you know, help them create a little bit of a name for themselves and, and grow the company a little bit from a couple independents to to now remote workers across a couple of countries, according to the the community man, uh, community rep in the video. But it's just it's got so many like accusations of trailers being copies of other games. And this, I, again, I'll say the same thing I keep saying about this game. If it's legit, it has the most self-inflicted wounds I have ever seen for a game like the most self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, they've done themselves no favors if they do have a complete game and it's almost ready to go and you know they're just polishing it up. Yeah, they've absolutely done themselves no favors. <laughs> Magic Slicky, do you think it's an AI pretending to be a marketing team? <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, AI makes the game and is the marketing team. 
Uh, last thing in the head slapping news, if you're a Team Fortress 2 fan, uh, you'll probably be delighted to know that having the last blog post go up on July 10th, 2020, so almost three years ago now, all of a sudden this past week on the Team Fortress 2 page, a blog post, newfangled text showed up and it was teasing an update to Team Fortress 2. And I'm going to read the original description and I'll tell you why it's original in just a second. The last few Team Fortress uh, 2, whoops, sorry. The last fo- uh, few Team Fortress summer events have only been item updates, but this year we're planning on shipping a full-sized up a full-on update-sized update with maps, items, taunts, unusual effects, war paints, and who knows what else. Which means we need Steam Workshop content, your Steam Workshop content, and kind of a call to arms for Steam Workshop content creators. And so that's really big news, actually, for Team Fortress 2. Uh, You know, an update-sized update for a game (laughs) that Twitter has been dead for years and all of a sudden sprang to life last year saying they were going to do some... Uh, exploit and bug fixing, which they have done, and and now this that that's really cool. And then the next day they edited the blog post, not updated, or added content, or said, "Hey, clarification." No, they just went and edited the language in the original blog post. So where it said, "But this year we're planning on shipping a full-on update-sized update," it now reads. <laughs> it, it now reads, uh, but this year we're planning on shipping a full-on holiday holiday-sized update. So an event <laughs> with items, maps, taunts, unusual effects, war paints, and other community-contributed fixes for the game, <laughs> which was also not something that was in the original statement. It just said, "And who knows what else?" Now well, it says. Is- Somebody got carried fixes. away when they were writing a blog post. <laughs> Community fixes so, and a holiday-sized update. When I read the 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 initial update before the like before I got to the part about the updated, I was basically like, hmm, Steam Workshop content called to arms. Basically, what they're saying is we want to put something out, but you, we want y'all to do the work for us. So weird. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like to me. Hey, we're putting out new content, but we need you Steam. Like, because that <laughs> we should need just, you to do it for us. Because the Steam Workshop stuff, right, should just be a continuous thing. People just make stuff for that and whatever. But they're, like, literally out there going, we're doing a new update, so we need you guys to make new content. Can you do that for us? Yeah, and people are understandably upset. And, by the way, credit and thank you to uh, Cappy, Kaki Cap on Twitter, uh, who was keeping me updated when the language changed. Again, you wouldn't know it had changed because they just edited the existing blog. They didn't put an update like we do to an article like we did to this one. Hey, update. Here's the here's something different. So thanks to Khaki Cap for pointing that out. But yeah, I mean, have a nice holiday event, I guess, in Team Fortress 2. It's better than nothing. I, I don't even know. <sighs> All right, let's finish up. We got uh, some new things coming, or maybe not, and a few dev plans for existing things. So let's take a look first. If you are a fan of Madden, 
or just simulated football video games in general and have had nothing but Madden for the last X years to consume on that front. Well, get ready, because there's going to be a new Madden competitor this year. Now, they say competitor, but it's not going to be NFL-branded. Obviously, that contract is exclusive to EA for the time being. But we do and, have... And probably expensive. And yeah, very expensive. We do have a game coming up called Maximum Football, developed by Modus Studios in Unreal 5 with online multiplayer. And it promises customization and a dynasty mode, professional and college rule sets, and it's free-to-play coming in the spring of 2023. Initial reaction to it, Troy. I want to try it. I want to see what it's like. It's 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 sort of a a a coming of age of an older franchise. They had like some old eight sixteen bit football games and stuff like that called Maximum Football. I mean, their trailer uh, does look a little. It's free to play. <laughs> look, the gameplay is what matters. So I'm I want to try it out. I want to give it a shot because Madden. If we're being honest, Madden has been ass for years. Um. And they're not. They don't have any sign. They aren't showing any signs of getting any better with it. So I'm. I'm ready for somebody to step up and be a competitor and at least try to get into that genre. And even without NFL branding, you know, I'm willing to give something a shot that's not Madden at this point. I just got to worry though. Like it probably doesn't have the finance behind it that it really needed. Yeah, probably not. Like I just feel like there's going to be a little, a little step down, step down, step down in a bunch of key areas that make it an okay game, but not really a competitor to Madden, even though it's being free-to-play. I think a ton of people are going to, like, day one, it's going to be crowded as hell, Q, because anybody looking to not pay $70 for Madden and wanting to play a little football is going to give this give this a whirl, no doubt. But I don't know how long it holds on to that player base, particularly when free-to-play sounds neat, but it also just makes me go, oh, my God, how is this going to be monetized? <laughs> Madden's yeah, yeah. already a monetization mess and a yeah, $70 don't get me wrong. box fee. <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong. This isn't going to cost Madden any sales. No. Uh, this isn't going to be that. I'm just happy to see something else try to step in and, and do something. I'm a little worried about the monetization, I guess. <laughs> like... <laughs> What are you monetizing? <laughs> you want your quarterback to be 20 points better? Here, yeah. $5. Just buy some skill points. <laughs> Just buy some. I know, Q, you're all over this one. You can't wait. You you love sports oh, yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so fun with the sports ball. <laughs> she loves the sports ball. But in other uh, coming soon news, the meme is actually true, Q. I mean, it's only seven years later. <laughs> but the meme is true in spite. What's going on here? Uh, you're basically getting uh, Marticorus, the the Manticore thing. Oh, by the speaking of memes, by the way, I I sent Mike one like the the <laughs> animator for yeah. for uh for this particular character did a uh a little video and it was the the whole um cat cucumber meme because they were basically like hey you know it's it's Marticorus he's like you know the king of the Manticorus and he goes okay kitty got it <laughs> and, and then you just see him fly in and land and the cucumber drop near him and him do the whole <laughs> break like his wings and then that 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 weird 
you know, stand up, creep away. thing. (laughs) (laughs) I said this to Troy right to write up and he was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, it's legit. It's I trust me. It's legit. (laughs) No way. (laughs) You know, there there were some folks who out of the, when they, when they showed the initial teaser trailer for the, for the season of monsters, there were people who were like, oh, it's going to be the manticore. It's going to be the, but after so many years, you're like, okay, no, that's enough. Not. Like, like <laughs> shut up. I mean, how many years was it, did, did wow people wait on the pandas? That's true. <laughs> that's true. At, the, at the, this point, we should all know that if they come up with something and it seems remotely popular and kind of neat, it's probably going to end up at the game at some point. <laughs> Does that put, I, I think that puts, uh, how many characters are in each game? Because I, I saw something about Smite's character count a while ago versus Dota's. It, it's higher, yeah, th- now. Um, I can't remember what the number is, though. Anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know. the, the yeah. meme coming true. Uh, last thing here, if you're waiting for Magic the Gathering Arena on consoles, congratulations. Hasbro has managed to screw you again uh, <laughs> during an investor call where they did a lot of apologizing over the whole open game license thing and uh, some of their other Wizards of the Coast decisions with Magic the Gathering and D&D. But it doesn't matter. You saw what they wanted to do. So don't ever give them credit. Uh, during an investor call, they also revealed that the console version of Magic the Gathering Arena won't be available now until 2024. It was originally slated for this year, and that's maybe 2024. It could be even later. Right now, they're focusing on getting it onto Steam, which you, you wouldn't think would be too much of a problem since it's already a PC game. Uh, I don't know, uh, but they're going to continue to evaluate console uh, and they view it as an interesting opportunity for the company, but it's still likely 2024 and beyond for Magic the Gathering Hasbro, Arena. the new Activision Blizzard, yay. Yeah, I, that's, just, that's another company that's like, I, every time I watch it, I'm like, you're just determined to just burn yourself down, aren't you? It's just like, I don't know that you can out Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Yeah, more importantly, when is Square Enix giving us our Final Fantasy TCG card game? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. uh, I would have thought COVID would have pushed that a little more, but I got to believe that they just don't intend to at this point, that they don't intend to. I would love it, but I don't believe they intend to. Let's slide over and do the Weekly Bombs. Uh, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to bring this up. Whoops. Bring this up. I'm going to give a dub bomb to what I hope Omega Strikers can be. If you didn't see this during the Nintendo Direct, we've covered it before because it, it, they've had some testing on PC and things like that. But on the Nintendo Direct, Omega Strikers, this competitive kind of... Uh, it almost looks like air hockey. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it looks more like air hockey than anything. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a blast. Uh, and I, I seem to remember testing this once. I think, Troy, you and I played a couple of matches uh, offline. Oh, my God. I could be famous. I could be famous. Ninja, get on all three of those, please. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the release date was announced during the Nintendo Direct. Uh, it's going to be, I think, in April. 
And uh, yeah, I just, I'm giving a double arm to what I hope this could be. It looks like a lot of fun. It's kind of like a, a MOBA ish control scheme with your characters in a competitive sports type game. So, crossing my fingers, crossing my fingers. And it will be cross play and on Steam and uh, Nintendo Switch and Android and iOS and all that stuff. So, I think it could be fun. I'm going to give it a debomb to what I hope it can be. What do you got, Troy? I'm going to give a debomb to a couple of uh, older MMOs that I've been enjoying this past week, past couple of weeks, actually. Uh, Star Trek Online and Lord of the Rings Online. I've been diving back into some older MMOs and really enjoying myself. Um, it did take a little... Star Trek Online is the one that really got me kind of into it because it did take some getting over some of the graphical things, some of the older engine things, and they can only do so much with it. Uh, but I started really enjoying myself with Star Trek Online. I was like, you know what? I've got this space game now. Let, let me try to find an older fantasy game. So I downloaded Lord of the Rings Online. Found myself, despite, you know, it, it's a better looking game than, than Star Trek Online is. Uh, but but it, it's an older an aged game. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely it's definitely showing its age at this point. It has been updated like something like World of Warcraft has throughout the years for sure. Uh, but you know, game engine combat's a little janky in Lord of the Rings Online. Uh, but overall, being in the, the re if you stop and read this, actually read the story, and pay attention to what's going on around you, and I think that's what really got me in Star Trek Online too. I was paying attention as a, as a Trekkie. I was really paying attention to the story and what was happening in around me. Some of it's voice acting, some of it's not. But I was really enjoying myself. So, dub on to Star Trek Online and Lord of the Rings Online, a couple of older MMOs. Yeah, this just kind of spawned from Troy just did uh, the top list for this week, uh, Thursday, and it was underrated MMOs, multiplayer games, MMORPGs that you should give a look at in 2023. And some of them were like older, like Lotro and Star Trek Online, and some of them were like just newer but overlooked. So if you're looking for something a little more underrated in the multiplayer scene or the MMO, MMORPG scene, definitely check out that article. Go ahead, Q. I'm actually going to give an A-bomb to myself for my poor-ass time management skills. <laughs> <laughs> there is not enough time to do stuff. Like, I, I was doing the, the kitchen or working on the kitchen right up earlier, and I'm just like, you know, watching the video, I'm like, shit, I'm so behind on that now. And why? <laughs> because I've been playing Harvestella. <laughs> <laughs> so, very poor time management skills, keeping up with of everything although it would really help maybe if hoyoverse would just slow their roll just a tad terra nova in chat saying to bomb for next wednesday and hopefully my psvr2 turning up uh going to play resident evil village in it first person and no it has nothing to do with a certain tall lady in it really i don't the believe fact you. That you brought that up i don't believe you <laughs> I find your statement dubious. <laughs> to Cal in uh, chat giving an A-bomb to NFL owners. Uh, Eric, I, I never get this. Bienemy, that's it. Bienemy uh, is a two-time Super Bowl winning coordinator. Chiefs are constantly top five in offense, but no head coaching job offers really. Okay, sure, nothing fishy there. You're just gift wrapping that lawsuit, ain't you? Probably. Um, to Cal also chiming in on the answer to the question of the week last week. From the viewers on YouTube, MMO Bomb, uh, and other platforms, Gur, who I believe, and I hope I got this right because it looks like it's copy-pasted, is Grizorg's Met on YouTube, so I think that's the same person. Uh, says an A-bomb to Mike. 
Wow's World First Race was and still is a completely community-driven event. It was never officially supported by Blizzard. They release a raid, and the players within the community have demonstrated enough interest in who kills the last boss first to turn the... Um, Ooh, I lost my place. <laughs> to turn the race into a pretty massive and entertaining event with live streams, casters, sponsors, etc. Wow World First is not organized by organizations, uh, is organized by organizations like Echo, Limited, uh, now Liquid, Method, and a few other small ones, and not Blizz themselves. Blizz, up until the last race, actually never even acknowledged the race. They did it somehow in the last race by sending some tweets, and that's about it. Saying repeatedly that they are somehow better than Square Enix in this case is simply wrong and not true. And you know what? I thought a lot about these comments. I thought a lot. I thought hard. How am I going to reply to you? How am I going to reply to Gyor? I should, I should put Gyor in their place, right? Turns out, no. Uh, Gyor, you're absolutely right. So in my dome piece last show... I conflated watching the world first race experience, which is 100% community-driven in Blizzard, uh, and I had that visualized in my head, but in my, my actual <laughs> thoughts, I conflated it with the MDI competition, which is the Blizzard-sanctioned uh, mythic dungeon invitational speedrunning competition thing. So it was like my head was seeing the visuals of the world first race streams, which are run by the community, and in and conflating it with the MDI. So you are absolutely right. I accept the A-bomb if you accept my apologies. Go ahead, Q. Uh, box. Giving it the bomb to Steam for hosting another wonderful Next Fest. Been enjoying all the demos. I've had the time to play and even picked up a few games that are available after enjoying the demos for them. <laughs> Probably played more demos in this Next Fest than I have any other. Yeah. <laughs> Barrett Vagabond in chat. Star Trek Online total players, too. Troy and Alfredo. Uh, I play Star Trek. His name online. is Wilfredo. <laughs> Alfredo is the food. <laughs> Jason made that. Uh, you might be. That's right. You might be quoting Jason's mistake from years. Uh, he back. probably is, but yeah. I play Star Trek Online too. So oh, three. We got three. <laughs> Go ahead, Troy. Take the next one. Um, the pot maker looks like they pulled a few seconds from a Black Ops Cold War zombie trailer, shot for shot. In their new trailer too, talking about uh, the day before. Yeah, it's just it's just red flag after red flag with this game. I was skeptical from the very start, so I've just been enjoying the drama from the sidelines the whole time. Oh, there's more. If it fails, <laughs> I would be no loss to me since my expectations were in the ground. And as a bonus, I'd have already gotten my enjoyment from the train wreck that was its development. If they end up succeeding, I'll get to enjoy a new zombie survival game. Same as everybody else. It's basically a win-win. Yeah, it's one of those things get, to give credit where it's due. It's like, well, I mean, if it's total jank and doesn't work and fails, like the only people that got ripped off were investors uh, in their finance company that's financing them. And I guess not the public. I guess. I don't know. Uh, Jow says, I don't agree, Mike. A game like this, talking about Final Fantasy XIV and their, um, the problem with the ultimate raids uh, that they had, uh, has a limited amount of challenge. They design a skill check for an encounter. A world first in fourteen, following terms of service, is a no-mods affair. To take your analogy, speedrunners classify speedruns with different rules, like banning certain exploits for a run, glitchless, etc. And even taking this analogy further, speedrunners are racing deliberately to find new, not designed for, advantages to up the race. 
A game like 14 sets a goal post for players to shoot their best. And if they not only succeed, but make it go further than others, that is the competition I see in a world first in a game that officially does not endorse mod usage. I don't see how this is still an issue. In Final Fantasy 14, there is an unspoken rule that is, if you want to use mods, fine. Just don't publicize it. And yeah, you're right. And we actually say, we're pointing out that that's kind of the problem uh, here. If you want that race to be fair, you can't have that mentality. So I, it's yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Question of the week last week was, uh, or last show was, We've been talking about a, a Wildstar bit on our socials that week. So what did that MMORPG do the best? And what was its biggest issue? Box chiming in saying, The best things Wildstar had were the style and charm the characters and the world had, how fluid and fun the gameplay overall was, the housing system, and how much variety the path systems added. The worst thing, in my opinion, anyways, were the hardcore endgame PvE and the PvP being as messy as it was. They focused far too heavily on things that most players who enjoyed those had moved on from and either didn't have the time or patience for either. In the time I was playing Wildstar, I only got to do the Warplots PvP once and only did a handful of the only endgame raid at the time uh, since my guild had since disbanded shortly after we cleared the first one. Go ahead, Q. Hero dude, which, by the way, awesome name. Uh, I like pretty much everything except the combat. It was fun at first, but 50 levels of strafe and dodge rolling gets boring. The crafting, gathering, and housing systems were amazing. Troy. Aloha, the humor, the lore, the combat, the funny races, the housing systems, so many of the gameplay elements, dungeons, challenges, ship hands. I loved Wildstar. Main issue for me, performances and focus on hardcore players. That game would have been so great for casual players. I'm noticing a trend. <laughs> Empty World says, Two main things. The questing experience was abysmal and endgame catered to the hardcore group content. This put off casual and solo players fairly quickly, despite the combat being a lot of fun. It could have been a great game and still active with a different content design focus. Finish it up, Q. Golden scales. The housing system was great. My main concern was the lack of consistent, readily, readily accessible content and the heavy focus on hardcore rating. Exploration was fun. I love my Cassian and the Dominion as a whole, or Dominion as a whole. Yeah. To Cal and Chad had, by the way, earlier said one word hardcore. Hardcore. Uh, yeah. Question of the week this week. Since Troy did uh, his list of underrated MMO, MMORPGs, multiplayer games, whatever you want to call them, on the site, we want to know yours. What underrated MMO, multiplayer game, MMORPG should everyone listening to this show today immediately go and check out this week, and why? Give us your underrated recommendations in the comments below, and we'll be sure to bring them to next week's show. Until then, Troy, where can everybody find you? Hey, I'm on all the socials at Noop Fridge. Cute. I'm on Twitter at Clinton. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at MMO Bomb, and you'll know every time we go live with a podcast, stream, first look video, new articles, giveaways, interviews, and so much more. Until next week, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. <laughs> <laughs>